0: Welcome to the Invisible Injuries Podcast aimed at bettering the well-being and mental health of veterans, first responders and their immediate support experiencing post-traumatic stress. By sharing the stories of the lived experiences of our peers, the support staff and the clinicians, it's our aim to make sure we can have a meaningful connection with our audience and give them ideas for their own self-care plan. If you do like what you're hearing, subscribe to the channel and share it with your friends. Lastly, these stories may be a trigger for your post-traumatic stress. If you PTSD is triggered, we have links to support in the description, or if it's immediate, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Here's your host, Andy Firmo.
1: Hey there, you're in the Invisible Injuries podcast with Andy Firmo, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with the lovely Laura Bailey from Veteran Mindfulness Australia. So thank you so much for being a guest on our show today, Laura.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so Honoured to be chatting to you and be honest. It's just
1: great. Thank you. Absolutely. And it is a Wednesday, so it's a Wednesday hump day. You, It looks like you're bright and bubbly. We've both had a good chat um, pre, pre-call pre and we're, we're amped up to to really find out more about your story and, and what's been happening with Veteran Mindfulness Australia because you guys have been doing great things for uh, the veteran community. And I want to be able to share that with our audience there and, 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 um, and get... You know, from the horse's mouth, the story behind all this, um, all these amazing programs. So, uh, but before that, Laura, uh, tell us about yourself a little bit. You know, how how did you get into into the mental health game?
2: Okay, well, um, well, I've been a nurse for um, oh thirty odd years, and I did. Um, I was a I was a mum, and uh, I. Built houses for a little while, so I've had a few different jobs. But then I got back into nursing, and I did my degree quite late in life, and it led me into a field that I'd actually avoided for quite a while. I did all sorts of nursing, um, but then I went into mental health, mm. and I absolutely loved it. And I, I wondered why I hadn't sort of come to it before, but. I worked, I, I worked up in Broome in um, the most remote um, acute mental health facility in Australia. So mm. it services all the Kimberley and all the Pilbara. So, wow,
1: that's a large area. So
2: it's, a, it's, a, it's a big big old place out there. Mm. So I really enjoyed that. It was such an honour and a privilege to, to meet people at their most vulnerable. Mm. Um, and I think all nurses worry that they're going to say or do the wrong thing. And those beautiful patients taught me that the more authentic and the more you turn up as your, as yourself, that's the best gift you can give people. And to hold space for people, not nobody's looking to be cured or um, a magic wand. They just want you to hold space. And, and I learned a lot about the value of art therapy and um, cooking and things like that. So I used to buy stuff and take it in there. And they just let me have, they didn't have an art therapist at the time. So they let me just go with the flow. And so I got to do yoga um, and cooking and art, all types of art. Um, the foot spa that I put up on the veteran mindfulness. We did the marbles. Uh, and I found that was a really good activity as well. Anything that connected people with themselves, really, and uh, and allowed us to connect together without talking about their, you know, why they were in hospital.
1: Yeah, okay. And with, really without, without, sort of, getting, without getting too deep, you were engaging them in a way that was more meaningful without them having to go too far into the trauma to be able to get the benefit of yeah. what you were presenting them. Now, you said you stumbled upon... Um, you had done all sorts of um, nursing. You know, was it a posting up there before you got to it um, to, to the to um, Broome?
2: Well, really, it was um, to see my daughter. My daughter's in Broome and oh. um, there is a tiny little hospital there, and one medical surgical ward. And i had done a fair bit of running around, and then I got into education um, nursing, being a tutor for nursing students. So it was really just. Um, it was just a random job. Yeah, okay, and, and, <laughs> and so with it the... just came up, and I, they said mental health, and I was like, yes.
1: Yeah. And they said, "Any experience?" I said, Only my own. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, that, that's all right though. I think sometimes it, it's like the uh, they call it they call it the 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 migrant mentality, where you know, even if you're not if you didn't start off in that field, you're going to give it a red yeah. hot crack because you're not used to the rules that have kept people. In a in a sort of set way for a long time, you know, you try different things and um, and Why? see what sticks, isn't it?
2: And, yeah, you come into it with fresh eyes, mm. and you come in, and I realise now that that my own personal mental health journey had actually was the best qualification I could have um, I could have had, really, and mm. that I came in my authentic self, and I wasn't trying to. Um, go buy the book too much And you know this lovely group of people At Mabo Lian Which means strong spirit yep. um, They had a very cultural background And a lot of that background And a lot of that therapy Was actually getting out on country So part yes. of the therapy Was getting out on country Taking people for walks on Cable Beach And I was thinking wow mm. I'm getting paid for this <laughs> This is wonderful And of course when you help people you get back tenfold yourself if you're authentically helping them. So I felt, yeah, I felt that like, wow, we are both. And the connection that you can get if you're, if you break down that, um, you know, I am, I am the boss of you or I am slightly better than you. If, if you just come to that oneness where you're the same, uh, you're all the same, um, it's a beautiful space to be in. And, Honestly, it moved me to tears many times because I was just so grateful to be in that space. And, um,
1: can, can, I, can I ask, with such a large area there in the community, and it is remote um, North uh, WA, was that a, a large <laughs> Indigenous community? Because you've mentioned the country and, and that sort of thing. Was yeah. it a large Indigenous community that you were helping in terms of the mental health? Or
2: um, Mostly, yes. It was quite a large. There was sort of, I would say maybe. You know, just because the huge community up there about um, seven, yeah, about seventy or eighty um, mm-hmm. percent Aboriginal people, um, and the sort of the intergenerational trauma and the the type of um, you know things we were seeing up there, but it was um, the same with other communities other communities, non-Aboriginal communities mm-hmm. as well. Um, we had a um, yeah, a real a real mixture, but yep. similar, you know, uh, you know, drug induced psychosis and things. It went across the board, oh, okay, and the yes. mental health yep. didn't seem to favour any one particular. No, you know, uh, no. Uh, the, the
1: reason why I ask is because you know we were before the call, we were talking about you know sort of our, uh, what we'd been doing, and we're sort of nearer indigenous, um, you know. Up there. Uh, a, a sacred uh, place here, and, and you there is a great mm. feeling about when you can connect with country, and yes. um, and so just on that thread, having um, using the you know the indigenous like over there on, on C- like Cable Beach and, and significant mm. sites, there is a, a, um, a you know a spiritual component to the healing, isn't it? Oh there?
2: yeah, absolutely, and you can't really intellectualise it. It's just a feeling, and. And if you allow yourself, if you allow yourself to be in that space and feel um, what they see, what indigenous people feel, they actually feel the vibrations of the the earth. And I was like, oh, I'm so trying hard. I want to feel this. But I didn't actually experience that for myself. But I felt the getting the seeds out in the dirt and just breathing or standing in the shallow water and just watching the waves roll in, it's, it's a, a walking meditation. And mm. um, I was like, wow, 65,000 years of experience, I think they've got it. Yeah,
1: that, that, that's exactly <laughs> right. And, you know, it's Maybe not as much explainable, like you said, uh, by you know intellectualizing it. But uh, mm. I think it's just about having to, to feel that experience and go, whatever it is, you know, I don't need to describe it. Like, you know, I, I found something, you know, um, mm. at the exactly. end of the day, in, in, in a positive way. Um, okay, so um, moving forward, then um, you mentioned uh, before the call that um, that this is a family affair with Veteran Mindfulness. So, can you just share yeah. with our audience, um, you know, how that came about? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, it's it, it's um you know on reflection, it's just it's just things fell into place how they're meant to. Um, my son Tom, um, he was working. For um, veteran um, causes, really, and raising money and raising awareness, and he started with uh, sort of a sports psychology and physiology and exercise programs for veterans about five years ago. And he mm-hmm. had come from more the sort of the allied health sort of stance, and then he started him um, and his. Um, his buddies started Classics for a Cause right. and then um, that was to raise money for uh, by rattling vintage cars and they're amazing cars and they do the most beautiful um, sort of little film clips around them and mm. he's got a business called Visual One so he comes from that marketing sort mm. of very visual Um. Type of thing, so he he was doing that, and he had veteran benefits. So he was linking up veterans with all the um the 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 things that were available to them that they didn't know about.
1: Yeah, that's really cool.
2: I was oh yeah, I like he was sort of um, really stretching the boundaries there and uh, telling people what they could be, um, you know, especially people who weren't very it savvy. They they didn't know what they we entitled to. Yeah. And so then um, he was raising money for um, young veterans. He worked with young veterans for quite a while. And um, so all the money raised, they paid themselves the minimal amount um, of, in wages. And then I think there's over 2 million in um, money that they've raised in the last 18 months. And I was just amazed. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, I'd love to be, you know, I was in WA and, Walking on the beach with Tom at Christmas, and said, "Wow, I'd love to be involved in this in any way I can. How can I support you? I'll just come over and cook for you." <laughs> and so I need to cook if I'm, if I'm in the right mood. I need to cooking. Yeah. So then he said, "Well, what can you do?" And I said, "Oh, I don't know." And he said, "Well, you've been up in Broome, you know, you could do some mental health and some art therapy and share your experience." And I said, "Oh yes, but I'm not an art. I'm not a qualified art therapist." And they and he said, "Oh, that's okay. Just put something together." And he said, "Was that was the, <laughs> that was it? Just just putting yeah. up therapy course together." So I was like, "Oh heck, you know, I didn't have to use by myself." <laughs>
0: yeah, I think, I but you were doing. But you're, you're,
1: you're a the <laughs> <laughs> Look, from the sounds, of, you know, that do, doing that there and, and, and knowing knowing that there's a contribution that could have been made um, through through what you were uh, mentioning uh, really on earlier on in our conversation. Is that, you know, you brought these things like art therapy, uh, uh, things that you were actually practising yourself, is that right? To, yeah. To the party, yeah. that's what you brought. So that's so, the qualification yeah. there is the life experience of what it does for you <laughs> and then sharing what that may have a, a positive effect on someone if that was for them.
2: Is that right? Exactly. So when I went to, it wasn't just room Hospital, it was um, Fremantle, Alma Street, Mental Health and also Fiona Stanley. And in all of the city and uh, rural and remote, I saw art therapy have changed the day of a person. And you know, whether it was nail polish, I took in a bunch of nail polish, and people had the choice of choosing whatever color they wanted and painting each other's nails. So the mindfulness of being in that moment and just focusing on the one thing that's in front of you And having choices, which people in um, in wards that where they didn't have the freedom to come and go as they please, that was a huge thing for them. That they just had small choices, and the 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 great stuff I saw, I just thought, well, this honestly, we we're onto something here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and so we've got we had Tom uh, doing his bit. Like he he sounds like he's uh, really clued on. With all that front end bit, and then had the the networks to be able to um to to have an audience with yep. the veteran community through what his um, he was doing through other projects, and then you mentioned that you've got your son Ed that was also um part of the part of what you're doing.
2: Yes, yeah, so Ed is uh, there's So the big age difference there's eight years difference between the boys, but they're very close. Hmm. Um, and um, and they're close with my daughter in Broome as well. Hmm. Uh, she's a GP in Broome. And the the um, little Ed is well, not so little Ed now. He's twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> he'll always be my little Ed, yeah. and he was doing a business degree in um, UQ in in Brisbane, and he was Tom was saying, "Look, this is getting bigger and bigger, quicker, and we should do something ourselves." You know, I'm helping all these other businesses, these other. Um, you know, young veterans, and um, uh, he now looks after. He works with mates for mates, and they're already fantastic organisations uh-huh. doing great work. But he said there's a little bit of a a kink missing where people who were veterans who were already going to multiple appointments, and the ones who were more rural and remote um, didn't have access to sort of like. Programs and he, then he said, "Let's do something together online." So the boys and I we brought all our skills together, and then we just—I didn't—I uh, was over in WA, and I um, threw my super out to pay for the um, <laughs> to pay for the uh, the, the videographer because we wanted it done professionally. Mm. And so, you know, that's how it started. And just the sort of the. Um, the personal development for me has been tremendous to just jump into something, and I'm a bit shy, <laughs> standing in front of the camera. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, my goodness. But the gift it's brought to me and the actual therapy it's brought to me to help others has been a gift and honestly a, a true gift. And I feel like the people I connect with, um, through the group, we we run a a, a Facebook group, yep. uh, and that's a closed group, so only people who are invited are on the course, and, and that's for the reason of safety. Mm. Um, so they we can all connect, and we do on a daily basis all connect, and I feel like I know that veteran minds and family from all over Australia, and we just put up mindfulness stuff, maybe artwork that we've been doing or photographs out in nature or our pets. And it's just, it's about connection, really, connection to community, a support network. And I love it when somebody reaches out and says, oh, look, I'm struggling today. And in half an hour, there's 20 messages there saying, I'm here for you, mate. Um, And I love that veteran mentality that Nobody gets left behind. Nobody gets left out. I just have learned so much about that.
1: Oh, oh for sure, one hundred percent. And that, that, that's a really big and important thing. You know, I think that um, you know, uh, there's a couple of couple of points in what you were just saying there, Laura. Is that um, you know when when you were doing this and you said it's it's been a benefit and a gift to you, um, that's come mm-hmm. out of your own personal adversity, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sure has. <laughs> yeah. and it can be scary to be picking up all your bongos as well and moving. So there's a couple of little, couple of um, threads that we're talking about. So there was relationships, there was moving to somewhere, there was the unknown um, bit yeah. of anxiousness. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up at that oh, point yeah. in time. Oh yeah, that's why I'm
2: talking 100
1: miles an hour. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Got... Other people
2: could probably resonate with that. Like slow yeah. down, slow down. Yeah, well, let's just take a breath. <laughs> <sighs> Ah, breathe. Yeah, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, um, so it did come from my own story. Um. And I think that is, uh, I think that I like to look at mental wealth rather than mental health and try mm. and put a positive note on it because there are quite a few gifts that mm. come with it. And, and one of those is... Um, you have this empathy and I've spoken to some of the veterans in the VMA family about this, that you have this empathy and you have this insight of what other people, it's like a, a superpower. So you feel what people you can pick up in a room, which is the vulnerable person who's just not wanting to be there. And that um, is suffering. So you, you do pick up on that. Mm. Um, My story, well, you know, it's. uh, I'm not a veteran. I'm I'm a nurse and a tutor and a mother, um, and a content creator, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So my my chronic, um, you you know, my complex rather, um, post traumatic stress comes from my childhood. Mm. So sort of my adverse childhood events, um, Mm. my, um, parents. Had their own childhood trauma, and and from that came sort of violence and um, and alcoholism, and living in a sort of a, 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 an unsafe environment, I suppose, and the hypervigilance that that brings, um, and then once that little panic button's turned on, which is similar for the veterans, it's mm. very difficult to switch it off because you're always turned on without even realizing that the panic button's turned on. So you see things as potential dangers. You hear noises that make you jump a little bit more. And everybody else is like, why are you, why are you jumping at that? It's only somebody closing your door. But I don't know, it's uh, it's uh, like a sixth sense, I suppose.
1: Oh, oh but for sure, for sure.
2: It is, isn't it? It's like you're extra wired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and I think you you mentioned it
1: just now as well again is that um you know wherever the trauma comes from uh mm-hmm. you know the symptoms the symptoms present very similar in uh, you know in very similar ways so the trauma is the trauma so when the person who experiences it is um ex- you know you can't say that that trauma was any less experienced by someone else because yeah. you're not that person, you know what I mean. But it was if you experienced the trauma, but then the the, the effect of that trauma is is you know like what, exactly what you're mentioning before, Laura, and and that's a big part yeah. that um, presents you, you know um, and, and that those triggers that you can't let go and and hypervigilance restlessness all all those Mm -hmm. all those things um all those little gems (laughs) all those little gems that we work towards um managing in in terms of creating that mental wealth as you say Mm -hmm. so before we got onto the call uh laura you you did mention as well and you sent me this it was uh, you are stronger (laughs) than you think which i want that to lead us to to exactly you know um what your focus is on now um with the the good things you know we've, we've we've touched on your trauma and and those experiences that you had and and you did say that that helping people has been a gift for you and mm-hmm. the v m a family. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more?
2: well yes, yeah. so what I think is um you know we, we the awareness you know and and that's why I love what you're doing is is you're bringing awareness and that's the first part of dealing with this um you know this PTSD thought for whatever reason we um, we find ourselves in this in this state It's the first thing is that that whole awareness and then um, the destigmatization is, is massive um, I think if we realize we've got it and I didn't I didn't even realize I had this until um, I was about 40 and this under um, all the Labels I've been given before medically. Uh, I tried some medications and they hadn't worked for anxiety, depression, and some of the physical symptoms I was getting, like the the um, the asthma. Asthma's a big one for me. Oh. Uh, Yeah, but uh, that I'm working on it. I'm working on the breath work and the meditations helping a lot. So all the things that I'm actually putting on the the platform uh, and I'm talking about is uh, the things that have worked for me really. So there is, as we talked about before, there are no right and wrong and everybody's an individual and everybody uh, has their own way of, um, of remedying things. So what we've been trying to do is um, bringing things like mindfulness, um, yoga, which are all sort of evidence-based now. And uh, they're, you know, they're working because they're, um, you know, what's that parasympathetic? um, We're looking to stimulate the parasympathetic, rather, the nervous system and get out of that fight and flight where we switched on and that panic button switched on. We're looking to switch the panic button off and get into... The um the rest and digest and the calming that system and we have the, the good news is we've got the power to do it we do have the power within us to we can't take away the past but we can um, consciously mindfully switch that panic button off and we can do this with mindfulness getting out in nature all the things we we're talking about um, breath work. Um, the yoga fantastic, positive affirmations. and so you're actually we're actually working on switching that button off and that's really evidence-based now is saying it's it's having um, great effects and we've seen such great effects. We did a recent survey for a picnic basket. Uh, it's really just testimonials to just check in with people to see whether, what we're doing is working are they actually getting any benefits or are we you know are we barking up the wrong tree but a lot of people said you know they were sceptical to be honest sceptical mm-hmm. at first And but it is actually working so um, pet therapy the equine um, socialisation the, the um, PTSD dogs all of those things are working for our value veterans and so that's what we need to
0: keep doing really join us next time for part two of andy's chat with laura bailey don't forget to subscribe and for more great content follow us on our socials on instagram Instagram and and facebook Facebook. you can also visit our website www.invisibleinjuries.org.au where you can access more content services database and follow our 12-month ptsd national awareness tour Thanks for listening to Invisible Injuries. This has been a 23 Media production.